This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. Okay, Um, I didn't write anything out for this intro today. I'm just going to speak from the heart. And I'm already (laughs) feeling all the feels. Um, Okay, so we went on our family vacation to Maui a couple weeks ago. And... I was so ready for this holiday. I mean, we haven't traveled at all in the last couple of years because of COVID. It's been super busy around our house. And I feel like I coped pretty well with COVID. But I think for all of us, there was just a bit of an unrelenting strain on things and a lot of unknown. And I, as you know, have been working with a doctor and a naturopath on balancing out my hormones since having kids. My hormones have been out of whack. I basically have no progesterone and very limited amounts of cortisol. And when you have low progesterone, you get your period every two weeks. So obviously that's not ideal. And as well, I was experiencing just a bit of brain fog and feeling like it's hard for me to get going in the mornings. And I've always been such a morning person. So I know this isn't normal for my body. So those are kind of some of the the symptoms that I was working with, with the naturopath and with the doctor. And we decided to try some progesterone cream. You take progesterone from day 15 to day 24 of your cycle. And day 24 was right before we left for Maui. So the first day that we got there, I felt great. I started the day off as I always do, moving my body, meditation. We had a beautiful day at the pool and the beach. And it was like everything that I was hoping for. And the second day I woke up with the most insane anxiety. I haven't felt anxiety like that since I went through my postpartum, which was almost three years ago. I mean, I was on the verge of a panic attack for hours, felt like I couldn't breathe, was dry heaving in moments, chills, felt like I had a fever. And then every limiting belief that I've ever had was just swirling around in my mind. And it felt like I couldn't get control of them. So it felt like everything I was believing, you know, that I was an awful mom, that I can't do this work, so many things, um, that I'm such a disappointment that I'm never going to recover from my anxiety, things that normally, you know, they might pop up in my mind and then I'm pretty quick to be able to move through them and move away from them. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it takes over in the same way that it did, but it felt so real in that moment. And so I ended up spending almost the next six days in bed every morning until the anxiety started to lift around noon in bed with as many pillows on me to create some weight as I could possibly have on me, focused on my breath, just trying to sleep so that I wouldn't have to feel everything that I was feeling. 
I mean, it was devastating, to be honest. It sounds like kind of lame to be devastated that your vacation isn't turning out the way that you wanted it to. But it was more than that because I've spent the last three years so focused on my health and wellness and implementing things that I know support me. And I wasn't able to, in that moment, put the pieces together that this was likely a hormone imbalance from the progesterone cream. So I thought, you know, my body's just failing me and all of this work I've done doesn't matter anymore. And it was just a deep, dark spiral. Anyways, it was just one of those very low moments when it was supposed to be the opposite of that. It was supposed to be relaxing and tons of one-on-one time with the kids that I've really been craving and time with Scott and just fun. And it it didn't feel like that at all. (laughs) And we all know that the definition of struggle is when our expectations don't line up with our reality. So luckily, I've been here before and I have a toolkit of things that I know support me and can help me move through it. At some deep level, I knew that I wouldn't feel that way forever, but it still felt really scary. I immediately got in touch with my naturopath. I called my therapist. I rooted down into the very basics of basics. I mean, with anxiety, there are so many tools that can support you. But when you're at that state, you really just have to get through sleep, water, eating. I mean, I completely lose my appetite and feel zero hunger and actually like quite turned off by food when I'm in that space because it's almost like I'm on the verge of throwing up. So nobody really wants to eat when they're there. But I leaned on things like smoothies, even soups, pasta, like warm food that was really simple and basic. And I did find that by the afternoon, I would feel pretty good. And by the evening, I felt back to myself, like those thoughts weren't there. I definitely felt like my body had run a marathon of sorts because it was in fight or flight all day, but I felt really balanced. And then every morning I would wake up and it would be the same nightmare that I was reliving again. And so luckily over the days, it started to lift as my hormones started to rebalance. And my naturopath and therapist and Scott and my mom and sisters, like everyone who is in my direct circle of support were really able to reassure me this is so aligned with the progesterone therapy. This is going to pass. You're going to be okay. We just got to take this step by step and day by day. Having those individuals was, I mean, I just don't know what I would have done without them because your thoughts and thinking can get so dark in that space. So I really needed those people there by my side who could remind me this isn't you, these thoughts aren't real, and this is going to pass. So I just want to say thank you first and foremost to those people. I think when someone that you love is struggling, it's not easy for them either. I wrote a little bit about my experience on IG, just skimming the surface once I was feeling a bit better. I feel like it's for me, it's so important to really write those things from my scars and not my wounds. When I'm going through it, I just need to focus on myself, my family and getting through it. And then when I'm feeling a bit better, that's when I feel strong enough to share it with you. And so I also want to say thank you to everyone in our incredible community who reached out and who said, you know, you're not alone. This has happened to me or I've 
I, you know, I'm just sending you love and I'm sending you well wishes. I heard all of those messages. I read every single one and I'm so grateful for this community that always gives back to me. And then in turn, that just inspires me to continue to do this work and to show up for the people that I get to work with as, as clients and in the reset and in our programs. It was a great reminder of how important it is to have those support systems in place when you're not feeling your best. Like it is absolutely vital. So whether it's a family member or a friend or this podcast, or you have a therapist or a coach or somebody who's doing acupuncture, if you're somebody who isn't feeling your best um, in regards to your mental health right now or your body image, the first thing I want you to know is that you're not alone. The second thing is that it won't always feel like this but you do need to gather your own toolkit like I have to support you in getting through it. You have to arm yourself with the tools and strategies in order to be able to move through it with support. So whatever that looks like for you, you know, whether that's speaking to your doctor or finding a therapist or finding a coach that resonates or signing up for the reset. I mean, everything that I coach in my job is about arming you with these tools that have supported me in my life in these moments. And so it just really was a good reminder of how valuable those things are and how necessary they are because life is so beautiful in so many ways. I mean, I just tear up thinking about how much goodness there is in this world, but it's also really hard sometimes. And in those hard moments, we have to have something to hold on to. We have to have that list of things that we can turn to and those people that are there for us because nobody is getting out of this life without some challenge but it doesn't have to feel hard for so long. So here I am. It's been about two weeks since I went through that. If I'm being honest, I feel a little shell-shocked. I'm still processing what happened and I'm still processing how I showed up. I have a bit of a shame over around all of it that I'm working through, but I feel physically so much better and mentally so much better I've documented everything that I did to move out of this space. And I actually put together a PDF of anxiety, like 101, anxiety 911, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> that you can use as resources. So the link to that PDF is in the show notes down below. You can download it so that you have that as a resource with just some of the initial things that I did when I was feeling quite anxious. And also send this episode to anybody that you know who is struggling with anxiety because the conversation that we had with our guest today could not be more aligned in regards to my beliefs around health and wellness and the way that she's showing up for her own health and wellness through her day-to-day practices and within the company that she's building. So enough about me. Let's talk about today's guest. Karen Danagia is joining me today. She is the founder of Bloom. It is this incredible company. This is not a sponsored episode, by the way. I just am really obsessed with everything that she's doing and the human that she is. Bloom is a product that provides functional caffeinated and decaffeinated alternatives to coffee. She says herself she's not anti-coffee. She just wanted 
some alternatives so that she wasn't drinking so much caffeine in the day. In our episode today, we talk about how Karen started out in the field of commercial real estate before pivoting over into this space as an entrepreneur, creating these wellness elixirs. We talk about what that transition was like. So this is a really great conversation for anyone who's feeling maybe stuck in a pathway and they're curious about making a change, but also feeling really nervous about that. We also talk about some of the fundamental tools and mindset shifts that Karen has made to really allow herself to step into a more balanced form of wellness. They believe that wellness isn't one size fits all and that you don't have to do this extensive list of self-care in order to be well. That in fact, wellness really starts with just one step. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Robbie Detox. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. Friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you a over. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to Karen. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. So to begin, let me tell you a little bit about how I became so infatuated with the Bloom product line. I have struggled on and off with anxiety. Sometimes I don't notice it at all. Sometimes it's really present and I'm actually in a moment right now where it's quite present for me. And to be honest, like it's pretty devastating and I haven't talked about this on the show yet, but when you're in that space and you feel like you're reverting back so far, like in your health journey, 
it can be very, just like a punch in the gut, right? We all have these moments in life where you're working on your business or you're building your family or you're needing whatever, whatever it is, the rest, the relationship, and it doesn't go as planned or you feel like you're taking 10 steps back. And so part of doing this work is you start to understand yourself. You start to understand, okay, how do I get myself back on track? What works for me? Who are my people that I can lean on? What are my tools? As someone who struggled with this on and off for 20 years, I do luckily have this huge toolkit. And one of the first things that I always cut out is caffeine. And so I've always had one cup of coffee and find that that's fine for my system. But the first week I couldn't have any caffeine, like none. So I'm officially off of caffeine. I don't drink anymore. I don't know what there is left in life. (laughs) But thank God for Bloom because Bloom offers these incredible alternatives that are caffeine free. And we're going to talk all about the product line. And, And this isn't a sponsored episode, just so everyone knows. I just really, truly love everything that Karen is doing. And it's something that I've found really helpful for me because anybody who, when you're giving up something that's really enjoyable for your own health and wellness, it's so much easier to to do that when you have a replacement that's enjoyable. And that's where Bloom comes in. Well, oh my God, (laughs) there's so much to dig into there. But like, first of all, like you're on this incredible journey. It's so self-aware about what you need and you're being so honest about the ups and downs. And I think that's what, first of all, society in general needs to do more of. You know, when I'm hearing that story, it's like bravo to you. You know, it's amazing that you can talk openly about it in a platform like this. And just to, you know, show yourself some kindness that there's ups and downs. And sometimes you do need to go back to the basics and you're doing all the right things. But yes, caffeine. Caffeine. Caffeine, (laughs) yeah. You know, um, first of all, I think I want to put this out into the world. I'm not anti-coffee. That's not what Bloom is and that's not what I am. I was a person or I am a person that is sensitive to caffeine. And for me, it's, you know, a combination of what it does to my digestion and what it does to my stress and anxiety. And I was just really frustrated by the lack of options. You know, when, when we started Bloom, I was working in commercial real estate, which is a very relationship heavy business. So, you know, you're doing all these coffee meetings And you go into a Starbucks and it's like your choice is a vanilla syrup latte or, you know, or you can go like the complete opposite route and you're just having like a brewed tea, which isn't very exciting. I was at the point where I was having like maybe five or six coffees a day or something like that. And oh um, my God. (laughs) Yeah. and, And I was really feeling it. And I think that it was also like, amplified by how I felt in my personal life. So I was doing work that I didn't feel super inspired by. I was in a relationship that wasn't maybe like necessarily understanding or supportive of like, you know, the ups and downs of mental health. And so there was a lot of additional factors, but you know, it was about taking one small step towards taking control of that feeling. Because if you're like really over caffeinated, it's the super hyper feeling. And it was about like, okay, I need to transition just this one habit to take some control back. And I was just, you know, finding that it was really hard to do in this, in the role that I was in, you know, where all your relationships are kind of in public settings where you're just choosing off of what's on a menu. And that was kind of like the stimulus to bloom, which was like, I'm going to put a turmeric latte 
on cafe menus. So not only can you choose something that's caffeine-free and and sugar-free, but you're actually choosing something that's functionally beneficial. So it's more like a choice that's, you know, net positive versus neutral. Mm. I'm drinking the turmeric latte right now with oat milk and I have it every day. It's so good and just... I'm really noticing how much more aligned I feel when I shop sustainable brands or brands that are more ethically focused. And it's the same with the food and drinks that we're eating. Like when you know that you're putting something in your body that's not only tastes good, but it's also functionally helping you to heal and show up as your best self. I mean, I'm a full body yes to that. It feels so good and so aligned. That doesn't mean that there isn't room for, as you said, the coffee or like the bag of cheesies because that serves us in some ways as well. But there is just something so beautiful about having something where you're like, I know this is supporting my nervous system and inflammation and helping my brain function at its highest potential. I mean, that's just, that just feels good. And I think it's just about, you know, the act of making a choice for yourself You know, people are overwhelmed, overburdened with so much to do. You know, as soon as you ask someone, how are you? I'm so busy. And, you know, I'm no different. If somebody asks me that, I'm like, well, I'm pretty busy right now, (laughs) you know, but, but it's like the act of taking a moment even to make yourself something that's nourishing. I think that has powers in itself. Like we think bloom is like twofold sort of like it is the ingredients, but it's also just taking a minute to make yourself a more like something that's like specific to how you feel and self-care. Like it's that that's so powerful. You know, we see it with the drinks, but it's just something that we encourage in general as a brand. Like how do people take moments for themselves so that, you know, the answer isn't I'm so busy. It's like, oh, I'm about to take a bubble bath. I am, you know, taking a moment for myself because rest isn't a reward. And that's something that I think society in general is sort of missing. Mm, I completely agree. I'm curious when you're so passionate, as I imagine you are about this product line and things, do you crave rest or are you like so excited about what you're doing that it's like, Oh, I just wish there were more hours in the day and I'm having so much fun working on this. Like where, where do you fall in that spectrum? (laughs) It's, It's a mix. Some days I could work all day and I just love it. I have to consciously set time aside to be like, okay, now it's family time. Now it's personal time. Now it's like workout time or whatever the time is that I need. Mm -hmm. And other times it's like, you know, you wake up and you're like, it's a gorgeous day. And you know, today I'm not going to work today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to have a slow morning. I would say most of the time I feel really excited by what we're doing and work doesn't feel like work, but there are other times where I really just like need time for myself to reset. And, Mm. and I do my best to take that time and also to encourage my team to take their time. So, okay. Take me back to this very interesting time when you're working in commercial real estate, commercial real estate seems and feels so different from what you're doing right now. You're in this relationship. There's a bit of anxiety there. You're like, I don't, think this is the right path, but you've probably been to school a bit and like spent money on getting an education in this area. How did you land on Bloom? And then were you excited, nervous? Like what feelings came up for you when you transitioned into this new role? Yeah. I mean, you totally hit it. So I went to Sauter School of Business and specialized in real estate. So I had been, you know, training <laughs> for for a specific path and I didn't really know 
I think, fully understand what options were available to me, like many kids in university. And so right out of school, I landed in this boutique commercial real estate firm. And I was really lucky. Like There was great mentorship, pretty good work-life balance. And I thought, this is where I'm going to make my career. But you know, very quickly, I realized I didn't like the work. It's not a creative role. At least the one that I was in wasn't one that I felt like I was, you know, having meaningful interactions, meeting people that were value aligned. I felt really stuck and I wish I could be like, I had that feeling, I had that intuition and I immediately made a change, but I was there for five years. I think like when people hear my story, they're like, oh, she pivoted and like chased this dream. And it's like, no, like I sat in it for a really long time trying to make it work, trying to convince myself to be more grateful. So basically about four years into my path there, I started Bloom. And it really was because I was not feeling well. I was not happy. And the thing that was easiest for me to control in that moment was like what I was eating and what I was consuming. And so I I kind of got into this personal journey about like, what does caffeine do? What are healthy things that I can add to my ritual? I was like on my own little investigation. So I wasn't a nutritionist. I didn't run in a crowd that was very like wellness focused. Uh It was really like about me trying to find answers for myself. And that's what led me to turmeric, matcha, really clean, simple ingredients that have been used for hundreds of years for, you know, problems that we're experiencing now tenfold. And our first stockist was actually a little smoothie shop called Victoria's on my way to the office. And I had actually gone in there to ask them about, you know, natural supplements for mood which is Mm. like hilarious to me now, but I happened to talk to the owner and talk to him about turmeric lattes and asked him if he'd ever consider, you know, serving them. Cause I would really like to have a place nearby to have like a, um, like a nourishing elixir. And he said that he was like looking for a product, but couldn't find one that he liked. And I was just like, I'll make one. And he was our first Mm. stockist. Yeah. So that's kind of like how it started. So did you, continue working commercial real estate for a while while you were starting this side hustle before transitioning over? And when was that moment when you were like, okay, I'm going to take the leap. I'm going to cut the cord. Yes. So for about a year, I did both. You know, I would send emails at night and we were making the packages and blending them in just like big pots with like, you know, it wasn't like a sophisticated operation. It was very like, it was very homey, let's call it. And the reason I did both was exactly what you're talking about. Like fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of waste, like this idea of like, you've put all this time and energy into a specific career in a specific direction. And like the idea of wasting time, which I think we all have in, in the wrong way. Talk to me more about that. What's your perception of wasting time now? I really try not to think that way. I think that, um, life in general is just this journey. And if you go back and you think about times that are time wasted, like they're blips. And I think like that narrative of time wasted really prevents you from just moving forward. I bet a lot of the skills that you learned in commercial real estate have helped you in business, in building relationships, in pitching your product. Like it's not like everything was wasted and lost. You just took took that into this next chapter. And even more importantly than like the budgeting skills that I might have learned there is 
it, it's provided me perspective on what I have today. Now, when I have something that I do love, I have like a totally different appreciation, gratitude, focus on it. So it's not time wasted. It's, it's learning. It's part of my journey. It's what led me here. is just so relatable. And I don't think most people make these big decisions, you know, having this light bulb moment and then they just jump off the cliff and go fly in the other direction. It often takes a lot of processing and questioning and staying open to opportunities. And I think that there are so many people who are afraid of wasting what they've already done. And I think that's normal and that's okay. And for anybody who's listening, who's maybe in that stage. I hope that this is just a reminder that you don't have to have all of the answers and that clarity will come from staying open and having little conversations like you did with that coffee shop owner at Victoria's and just starting to explore and and that from there things will unfold. My story was exactly the same working at a physiotherapy clinic with my parents' business and starting raw as a side hustle and not knowing or trusting can I make this work and then finally making the leap And then from there, it's been incredible, but also challenging in moments. And there's also been moments when it would be, it's like, oh, it would be so nice just to have that steady, like income coming in and all of that, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. And, and I think that we need to hear more stories like that because so many of the founder stories that we hear or people who are, are like, they took a leap. They knew in their gut, they had this, like they were a hundred percent. And I think there are a lot more stories that are more like ours where it was like, you know, worried about what people thought, worried about failure and, and overcoming that and that being mm. part of our journey. When I look at your business and I have done a little bit of a deep dive into it, I recently applied for something called Pitch for Forum, I believe. And you applied for your business and ended up as a semifinalist in the top three of your year. And it's this incredible journey that you can follow. I'll include the link down below. So I put in my pitch and the process of putting in this pitch was such a great learning experience to really get your elevator pitch down to one minute to consider what is your vision for the business. I had applied for that. I applied for something else called CEO and I applied for a grant. And you put like time and energy into these applications. All three of them got back to me. Not right now, not right now, not right now. So luckily this feels like the least of my concerns when I've got anxiety. I'm like, perfect. I couldn't have dealt with any of that anyways. (laughs) But it's disappointing in some ways. I do really feel clear now that it's not like, it's like a not right for right now kind of thing. And just because it didn't go through with those organizations doesn't mean that it won't. And I have an interesting business model that's not so traditional. So I feel fine about it. But I'm curious to know for you, when you're looking at the trajectory of your business, it's grown very fast. It's been very successful. Have you ever had any of those moments where you've questioned like, is this actually going to work or am I crazy? Or- oh my God. Every day. I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like a lot. And you know, if I, okay, first of all, for pitch for the purse, I had previously applied and was told the same thing. So oh, obviously really? that's not no part. Way. Yeah. So that's not part of the story that's told there, but I think it's just like, when you look at people's stories, it's very easy to see the highlights 
But just remember that there's like a whole other side to the process that doesn't necessarily get captured in the in the reels. I always say when I'm working with my health and wellness clients that there's no such thing as failing. There's only learning. And so when we're navigating our health, it feels like we have setbacks, as I just talked about, and that can feel very frustrating. And so we really, really work on shaping our mind to understand that this is as long as we're trying, there is no form of failure. We're just learning along the way. And so within business, when we apply the same mindset shift, it's exactly the same. There's not everything's going to work in a linear path, but if we keep this mindset that if we continue trying, if we keep moving forward, then we're succeeding, we're learning. It's a really empowering way to move through life. I think that mindset shift is really important to startup mentality. You know, Bloom has, we're in our fourth year of operation and 90% of the growth has happened in the last year and a half. So it's just like understanding that it is this journey and you test and you try and you pivot. And are you a person that's willing to learn and lean into uncertainty? Then don't worry. It's just about patience. I am. However, it still sucks when you fall. But then it's so important to have your personal toolkit that you know helps you move back into that space of where you're your strongest self, where you're able to kind of move forward. What does your toolkit look like when you're having those moments of self-doubt or maybe you're not feeling your best? What are your go-to things that really support you in shifting to a higher vibration? Yeah. So I often, what I need to do is just take myself out of it. And those are the days where, you know, you go for the clearing walk and you think about something else. Because I think it's like really easy to have circular thoughts too. So, and and that is like that anxiety mindset. So like another tool that I'll do is journal because it's much harder for me to think circularly and think negatively if it's like written, because then you're just like literally rewriting the same things over again. So yes. it, it helps me kind of de-loop the thoughts and think more constructively. It's taking myself out of what's bothering me. It's focusing on things that I, that are working well. You know, mm-hmm. I think that if you've got this pie and 80% of it is great, like the human condition is to focus on the 20, but spending time on the 80 is going to serve you way better. And, and then I have like people in my community that, you know, raise me up when I need the raising up and giving that back too. When you're able to elevate others, that is nourishing for you too. All of that is extremely motivating and helps you come out of ruts when you're in them. Mm, I'm so glad you mentioned that last one. It's not something that a lot of people talk about, but ultimately I feel like when we're able to serve other people, whether that's doing some volunteer work or sending a nice text message to a friend who might need it or going around your neighborhood and picking up some trash, like it doesn't have to be super complicated things. It gets us out of our own conditioning, our own thoughts and into the space that we're really designed to be in, which I think is a space of love and trust and connection and hope. And that's a, that's a pretty great place to be existing from. It's a great place to make decisions from, to make, you know, it's a great place to reflect from. 
there are the facts, like this is my job. This is my relationship. This is my home. But depending on how you're feeling, you're going to see those things in all sorts of different ways. You know, the exact same facts can look totally different. And from that space of like love, compassion, empathy for yourself and for others, you're going to see that in the most positive light that you can see it. And from there, you can make good decisions for growth, gratitude, whatever your journey is. I'm curious to know if I sent you to a desert island, what three items would you bring to support your wellness? Ooh, I think my journal for sure. You know, a yoga mat, I think. Um, Movement is a really big piece for me. And third one, relaxing music. I often, even when I'm working, listen to like very specific soundtracks, like lyric lists. I don't know. It's like somehow it like keeps me calm or keeps me thinking clearly. So those would be the three that I think that I would bring. Oh, I love that. Nobody's mentioned that last one of lyricless music that it helps you just get into that state of calm and relaxation and zen. If you could serve one of the Bloom coffees to anybody, what one would you give them and who would you want to give it to? Hmm. Okay. The whole point of the bloom lattes is that they, they have different functions for different people and that wellness isn't one size fit all. A value for bloom is let your freak flag fly. And the idea behind that is that too many wellness brands are saying that you need to do this to be well. And the reality is we're all very different and we all have very different lifestyles, very different journeys, and not everything is going to work for you. And so we really wanted to create a space where it was okay to have the Cheetos and also have Mm -hmm. a bloom latte where you didn't need to do yoga every day and drink celery juice to be considered well, because we think that does more harm than good. You know, it's, it's like inaccessible, unattainable wellness versus try and incorporate small changes to help you feel well. And let that be your motivator, you know, see what that feels like and, you know, maybe it'll continue for you. So when you ask the question, what blend would I give a specific person? I think it really is about what they need. So we have blends that are really designed for anxiety, for sleep, for rest. And for that, I would, you know, offer my blue lavender blend, which, you know, lavender is just naturally very relaxing, both when you're consuming it, but also when you're smelling it, like experiencing it. And it has coconut milk, which is high in magnesium, which helps you relax your muscles. How have I not tried this one? Okay. Ordering that blue lavender anxiety, sleep and rest. Okay. And then we've got two blends that have turmeric in them, which are anti-inflammatory, you know, detoxifying turmeric's just like wonderful. And then we've got a matcha coconut for people who feel like they want, you know, the reason that we drink coffee is often this idea of energy, like kickstarting your day. So, you know, a softer transition to that could be a matcha, which doesn't spike the same way your energy. It's more like a stable energy. Is it caffeinated, that one? Yeah, matcha does have caffeine in it, but you experience the caffeine differently. And it's about half the caffeine of a cup of coffee, our version is. So you talked about the blue lavender, the matcha, and the turmeric. I also have the rose one that tastes a bit like a London fog, and it's so good, especially in the evening. My personal fave. Is it? What kind of milk do you drink it with? I usually use oat milk. 
And what are the benefits of that one? Rose has rose hips in it, rose petals, tart cherry, and all of these are great for your skin. We call it our like our glow blend. You know, we don't really have beauty focused blends, but this is the one that would be the most enriching for your skin. I just love it. I love, I love, I love everything about what you're doing and how you're bringing what were really traditional medicinal food based goodness and nourishment into something that's enjoyable and it's something that people already incorporate into their day. So it's really just about making that change. Keep your coffee, have your coffee in the morning. If you're three coffee a day person, have two coffees and switch out one for one of these. Notice and see if you feel any different. I'm also so aligned and obsessed with your value of letting your freak flag fly and that wellness is not going to fit one size, that it looks different for every single person. And you don't have to get up and meditate for an hour and do an hour of workout and then drink a green juice and then have 500,000 supplements and then drink a gallon of water. I mean, the self-care lists that we can put on ourselves can be so extensive that they become a burden. And so... Yes. Oh, I love how you said that. They become overwhelming. Instead of it being like, these are all the things you need to do to be healthy and you have to do them every day and you have to do them for a full hour and they have to be organic and, you know, it it can be also expensive. I was going to say, and then you have no money left in your bank account for any other joys in life. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's just like, it could be simpler. It could be more accessible. It could be fun. Like, can we have fun with wellness instead of it being this burden? We need more of this kind of thing. So everybody who's listening right now, I feel like what I'm really taking from it is that wellness doesn't have to be so complicated. And really when we're starting to shift in a new direction, whether it's career or health and wellness or relationships, it doesn't have to happen overnight in the same way that Karen spent five years thinking about transitioning into a new business. And I spent closer to 10. You can take time with these things. Nobody's supposed to have this all figured out perfectly. Life is not linear. So this week with this episode, your raw beauty challenge is to take one little part of your life. And I want you to just think about is there a way that you could maybe switch that thing out for something that will nourish you a little more deeply or that will feel a little more aligned? Maybe it's having a glass of water before anything else in the day. Maybe it's trading out a coffee for a bloom products like we just talked about. Maybe it's powering down your phone 30 minutes before bed so that you can read a book or journal or do your gratitudes. Not all of that. The assignment was not to do all of that. The assignment is to pick one thing this week and to really commit to that thing, not in a way of what should I be doing, but really lean into what would feel good for you. Remember, you're not going to do it perfectly. That's okay. Just keep trying, keep getting up. There are no failures. There's only learnings. Karen, if you could, the very last question, if you could write an email to all the women of the world. It was going to land in their inbox tomorrow morning. And it was the last thing that you could say. What would you write in that email? What would be your message? To take one step. People ask me all the time, like how to get started, how to like overcome their fear of failure, how to get started on their wellness journeys, you know, and and it's the same thing. You just have to try. And the first step is the hardest step. 
And I think like, you know, you make that transition to a glass of water in the morning, you feel the difference and it becomes easier to have it again the next morning. So I think like if there's something that's on your list that you've been wanting to do, just take one step and see what that can do, like to get the ball rolling. Thank you so much for carving time out of your day to sit with me and to share so much about yourself and your journey. Karen, where can people find you if they'd like to know more? Over at It's Bloom on Instagram is where I do, you know, I talk about my personal journey with wellness. We talk about ingredient education and, you know, a lot of the content there is honestly all about what we've been talking about today. It's not about selling bloom. It's about taking steps, changing a lifestyle towards, you know, feeling positive in yourself and your wellness journey. So that's the best place to connect with me. I never do this, but I'm just feeling called to. I want to give somebody who's listening to this episode a full set of the Bloom line. So we'll post something on Instagram on the Friday after this episode releases where you can comment for a chance to win some of these beautiful products so that you can actually try it. So come find us on Instagram because, yeah, I just want more people to know about this incredible stuff that you're making and something that's really helped and supported me. Thank you so much. That's so nice. I really love talking to you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.